This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You're listening to a podcast by The Straits Times, and this is an Asian Insider Special. I'm Tan Hui Yi. The Laos-China Railway launched cross-border passenger services in April 2023. How is it changing Luang Prabang, a World Heritage Site? I travelled there to find out. It's raining hard in Luang Prabang. This ancient town in Laos is a World Heritage Site. It attracts hundreds of thousands of tourists each year, but August is a quiet month. During this soggy season, the rain keeps laundry damp and people indoors. Boat operators on the Mekong River by this town use the time to repair their vessels. Some tour operators close shop while they wait for more travellers to arrive during the cool, dry months from November. Still, things are slightly different this year. Laos, one of the poorest countries in Southeast Asia, now has a railway. It stretches over 400 kilometers from the capital of Vientiane to Bolton, a town which borders China. From there, it continues another 600 kilometers across southern China until it reaches the city of Kunming. This is called the Laos-China Railway, or the China-Laos Railway, depending on who's saying it. It's a flagship project of China's Belt and Road Initiative. The portion of rail within Laos cost about 6 billion US dollars. It was funded under an arrangement that gives the Chinese majority control of the railway. Laos is struggling with foreign debt, as well as inflation that hit about 40% in the first quarter of this year. But the train is proving to be a lifeline for Luang Prabang. A year ago, I had travelled the entire span of the railway within Laos after the domestic service was launched. It was clean and modern, but many facilities were still work in progress. Since then, things have gotten busier. After China eased COVID-19 pandemic restrictions, cross-border passenger services began. Since April, the railway has ferried over 50,000 passengers across the Laos-China border. It takes about seven and a half hours to get from Kunming to Long Prabang by rail. 
This means its rainy seasons are not so quiet anymore. There's a slight frenzy at Long Prabang train station as tour guides try to round up their guests. Touts swarm around trying to sell hotel rooms or van rides to the town centre, which is about 20 minutes away. The train has made it easy for independent travellers to go to Laos. This couple I spoke to, from Sichuan province in southwestern China, said it was their first time in Laos. They said they had chosen Laos because the railway had made it so convenient. The cross-border train tickets can be obtained using a mobile app. You can pay using WeChat Pay, Alipay or Union Pay, all of which are common throughout China. We wanted to experience the railway. The China Laos Railway is a brand name and it's more convenient than flying. So we wanted to come and try it. Yes, we wanted to support the China Laos Railway. And this is our first time travelling out of the country via rail. To get to other places, we have to travel by plane. Our train ride here was pretty good convenient and safe. Luang Prabang is famous for its daily almsgiving ceremony. At about 5.30 every morning, local people line up on the streets to give alms to monks emerging from the temples. It's supposed to be a calm, spiritual affair. The Chinese tourists join in with great gusto. On the drizzly morning that I was there, they arrived by the van load. They chatted loudly among themselves as they wrestled with the bamboo baskets filled with sticky rice that was meant to be placed in the arms bowls of the monks. A tour leader tried to guide them on the correct way to give alms. He also reminded them not to block the monks or to use their flash when taking their photographs. It took a while for them to settle down, but eventually, many did. The only sound on the street left was the odd whisper and the swishing of plastic gloves that the tourists were using to grab fistfuls of sticky rice. It was not quite the spiritual silence that locals were used to when giving alms, but the vendors selling offerings to the tourists were not complaining. It's good for business. The railway makes travel more comfortable and people are able to earn more money. 
I hear the same sentiments in the morning street market in downtown Luang Prabang. One coconut custard hawker, who has been there for over 30 years, told me her sales are the highest she has ever seen. Miss Wasana Piasaka, who runs a noodle shop at the market, was equally enthusiastic. <laughs> Since the railway was built, the businesses in Luang Prabang gained a great deal. There are Chinese, Thais and other foreigners coming by train, which makes it easier for us to make a living. Some customers posted videos of our shop on TikTok. This helped promote our business. We have a special recipe, so they like it and spread the word. Beijing conceived the Belt and Road Initiative to develop infrastructure that would tie China's economic fortunes closer to Southeast Asia and beyond. Perhaps it's no surprise then that the Laos-China Railway has brought more Chinese investors to Laos. Miss Chang Huashuang from China's Shantong province is the proud owner of a new hotel in Rangprabang with over 20 rooms. After I came here, the railway was built and the COVID-19 situation in China eased. I thought about starting a business here, so we rented a building and started a hotel. With so many Chinese businesses already in Rangprabang, she had no problem settling in. Chinese people are very united. When we encounter any problems, we discuss them and we see how we can help each other. It's pretty good. Look at me. I don't speak the Lao language. But there are many friends here who help me. People who have been here a long time, so it's good. Many young Laotians I met there either spoke some Mandarin or were trying to learn the language. Mr. Ali Bolovong is one of them. He's 28 and works in a hotel as a human resource manager. The majority of foreign investors in Laos come from China and they pay higher salaries than those from other countries. Even if we speak English, we may not be able to earn as much. If we can speak Chinese, we will get better treatment. I heard Mandarin in places where I least expected it. One night, I was sitting on a plastic stool on the pavement, eating pork noodle soup from a low table. It was a very modest stall with no signboard, no menu and no price list just two wood-fired stoves on the pavement. The only other diners were locals. Some Chinese tourists ambled by. They stopped to glance at what was in our bowls. The elderly cook looked up briefly and said, 没有了. She had run out of noodles, 
and she had made that clear to the tourists in Mandarin. Miss Zhang is optimistic about the prospects of her business. It's my first year and I'm still learning. Things are slowly getting better. There are more visitors now compared to in June or July. And China is having summer holidays. So there are many independent travellers, those who bring their children here for holidays, as well as those who are checking local conditions because they want to start a business here. So there are many travellers. The longer-term effects of the Laos-China Railway remains to be seen. But at Luang Prabang, one thing is for sure. Things will look even brighter after the rainy season. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.